Um, but that was a long, long time ago. So that was a passing comment, and it means we're going to have to speed up on the rest. So I haven't got a title just yet. Well, I've got a title that I'll tell you about halfway through um, for this morning's uh, talk, but it's part of a series on the church. And uh, it's a series of three sessions uh, that come over the next few weeks that I'll do. And uh, core team, uh, we looked at some options, decided it was something we needed to do first before we went on to some other stuff uh, that we'll talk about in the spring. And I, I want to deal with the easy bits this morning, uh, things which don't think we'll have too much uh, trouble with. Um, I'm, I've got four questions for you as the meeting goes on, and that's really the main part of it. But this morning, we're going to talk about church, and we're going to talk about a description of church, a definition of church, a dynamic of church. There you go, that's good Baptist way of doing it. Description, definition, dynamic. And... Uh, um, I, I, when I start to think about church, I always go back to the time when Wendy and I were 23, Simon must have been about 18 months, and we left a congregation of 200 to start a church where until my mum and dad joined, we were the oldest people. And uh, it happened around our house and seemed to happen quite a lot of time. Um, and... Uh, uh, I always think that we had a real problem when, when it was growing up, uh, when Simon was growing up, because we had always gone to church. We went to Bethel Church. And we were trying to work, work away from the idea that church was a place that you go to. Now that sounds really simple, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but I can remember Simon on one occasion pointed out a thing with a steeple on. And he said, what's that? And uh, I thought, well, should I join the Quakers and join George Fox in saying, oh, well, that's a steeple house, um, which uh, was uh, how he would describe them. And uh, I said, well, it's a place where people go for a meeting, because that's the word we use. We talked about we are going to the meeting of the church this morning. And uh, as he got round to the time of going to school, um, the idea that he was going to go along with that much jargon, where he referred to a building as a meeting or a gathering, um, which, of course, is the translation of the Greek, uh, you know, the word ecclesia was used in, in ordinary literature uh, for any sort of grouping or assembly of people. Um, uh, it, uh, uh, that was a, a thing which I don't think we've ever really got round because um, quite often we'll say to one another, you're coming to church this week. No, you can't come to church, Right? because church is not a building, in a way. But just before we go on to uh, um, our description, definition, dynamic, 
I, I thought it would be interesting if you could pick up the mic, Carol. It's all right, it's stuff you can talk about off the cuff. Requires, do sit down. Um, Adam, you've recently been to uh, a senior leaders' conference. Yeah. And uh, you've been on uh, the Pioneer South Zoom as well. And uh, one of the things that uh, was very interesting, and I'm thinking about how I follow this up, was that half of the people there at the senior leaders' conference were leaders of churches which had 50 people or less. So about the same size as we are at the moment, which was interesting. But uh, I wanted you just to tell me about uh, the people you met who were just starting a church in the wilds of Norfolk and who you went to visit. So tell initial conversation and then the meeting. Okay, so at the senior leaders that we had like cheese and whiny thing in the evening and I sat on a very low sofa, right, I couldn't get out of it, I had to get on my hands and knees with this couple and, you, you know, you're, you're talking, where are you from, etc. And they were from Norfolk um, and they said that they, they had just started a church in a village, this is probably the size of Derry Hill, I looked up what the population was, much more spread out, it's Norfolk, much more spread out than Derry Hill but the same sort of size. And because I was been in Norfolk on holiday, I thought, I'll go, it was about an hour away, but I thought, I'll go over and visit them. And it, they were meeting in a school hall, and they were small, and they had no children. They had two teenagers who were obviously there under sufferance. I mean, really, really sort of grumpy, etc. But they were, they, but they have a, a vision for growing something. How many people were there? There was 11, including the children, sort of thing. Um, like us, they did say, there's some people away, <laughs> including somebody who had man flu, this woman's husband sort of thing. But um, yeah, but they, but one of the things that struck me that was when they started the meetings, there was just the two of them, but they still preached the word to each other on a Sunday morning as if they had a congregation. It was about faith about having a, the faith that God would bring the people along. And she said that over the summer in August, they actually had about 20 people come. And the morning I was there, um, uh, a, a young uh, guy with his son had just sort of come because she'd been putting things in the, in the school notice board and on social media and things like that and had just come up sort of thing. So it was... <laughs> it sounds really horrible. It was encouraging, not because they were smaller than us, so because we tend to think we're small. Of course, shade them for Yeah, sort of thing. But it was more the fact that they were they were at the beginning of trying to start yeah. something. And, okay. uh, yeah. and then you've got a story of transition that you happen to mention, some people I have met on Zoom, I think, from Timmouth in... Uh, yeah, who yes. are just reforming from being a URC Yeah, they're a URC church, but they, they've... They've got a real problem with their building. They're so close to the sea that the salt water is rotting the walls <laughs> and it's all going to fall down. <laughs> but they've, they're making some changes. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're coming out of... They, they've got, um, again, quite a small congregation, but they've all agreed that they want to come out of the URC and become a pioneer church. Um, but they, what I hadn't realised before I went to the Southampton thing was that they came from Southampton. They were actually part That's of the right. Southampton church and had gone down to Teamworth and were transitioning this and uh, have decided to become the Lighthouse um, Church. And 
which is legitimate owing to the fact that they're between two lighthouses. Yeah, two lighthouses on either side of the river t Tyne. Yeah. So th things are still happening. I, I talk about the roots of Dayspring, or, which is 25 years ago. Thanks. Um, I talk about uh, our very early experiences in planting church. But there are people who are still looking at these issues. And my first question to you is this, okay? If you need to, shake your head, bang yourself on the head, get it stirred up. Not a difficult question, but how about this question? What picture or object describes church? Okay, let's have uh, some people, yeah? Some people call out what they'd written, uh, what they'd thought of. Say again. Gathering of people. Anybody else have gathering or something very close to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah very common. Yeah. I, I had a, a, it's actually the logo of Count Everyone In. Uh huh. And it's a, a gathering of a, a group of people, a very varied group, with a roof over them, but no walls. Great. Roof with no walls. No walls, yeah. When we started off, Right, we had a formula that said no meal, no meeting. Okay, uh, so a meal—that's an interesting one, isn't it? it there's, there's a, uh, there's been, as you know, a lot of talk about di dinner church. I remember introducing the concept what 2016 or so, and uh, um, it's just a, a very ordinary thing to do it, that that people gather around a meal. If you look at Acts two. 42, it's been going on for a long while, yeah? Um, one of the things I've been thinking hard about recently is the difference between the common meal, where the Bible says, and they broke bread, and the covenant meal, where it says they broke bread, and it's very difficult to work out which it means. There are a lot of people who are certain about which means which, and when you start to look at their footnotes and find out why, there's no reason for it at all. So actually, there was a difference between the covenant meal because that wasn't about having a lot of food because Paul was able to say, if anybody's hungry, eat at home. Okay, so the difference between the covenant meal and the common meal. But it's quite hard to work out what it is. That's just a passing thing. Any other images, any different ones that we've got? Home has gathering under a tree. Gathering under a tree, which looks uh, very African, but... Once again, roof, no walls. Um, I always think of my particular picture of that is being way up the Essequibo, uh, in, almost in Venezuela, in Ghana, and preaching with an oil lamp and the building being full and all the way round, the, the walls only came halfway up, all the way round were standing people, people, people. And... Uh, uh, there was the most interesting thing going on in the village that there was a white person who was there for a while and was talking to people. It was, uh, it was that far off the beaten track. Yeah, so that was a roof with no walls or not very much walls. Other pictures? Okay, group with the Bible open. Group around the book. Yeah? And the cross. Okay. Anything else? 
Okay, we'll stop there because I've got another question for you. So we talked about a description. Now we want to move from an image to a definition. What are the essential things for a church, a local church? By the way, you can talk about church in two big ways. One is the local, the other is the church across all times and all places. So I discipline myself at times, when I, even when I think about church as far as we're concerned, to think about church including Tony Sanderson and Judy and Sandra Parsons and Ruth Richards as being, and then I extend to my mum and dad and my nan and granddad and so on, as I think about church that is still going on in its biggest dimension, everywhere at every time. So that's one. And then we drive down to uh, something which talks about, uh, Paul talks about, forget, oh, this is in Romans, isn't it? He says, oh, and by the way, send my greeting. No, it's Aquila and Priscilla. He says, send my greetings to Aquila and Priscilla and the church that meets at their house. Okay. So you've got cos cosmic church and you've got house church as well in that. So when we're talking about the smallest expression of church, the, these 11 people, us, under 50 at the moment, all those different kinds. What are the essential things about church? Okay. It's going to hurt your head a bit more, isn't it? What the, what the thing? Okay. Has, uh, uh, there's going to be more than one element in this. So what elements do you think are uh, important for the definition? What's, what's it got to include? Somebody, please. Pardon? Death and resurrection of Christ. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm writing these down. Death and resurrection, resurrection of Christ. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Discussing the Bible. Yeah. Bible, that's a bit more expansive, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> it's there. Worship. Yeah. Anything else? Mission. Mission. In fact, the reason we're talking about church at the moment is that next, uh, in next term, we want to refocus on mission and talk about it together and talk about what we can do because we can't do everything. Um, but we could do something and we can probably do more than we're doing. So we know we're in that position, but... We're just wanting to uh, get some baselines in here first. So, anything else? Family of Christ. Family of Christ. Glad we mentioned family. Anything else? Two or more gathered. Pardon? Presence of Jesus. That's the other half of the verse that uh, Rachel was quoting, isn't it? Presence. Just a couple more and then we're going to move on. Jilly, what are you going to say? Uh, 
Prayers. Yeah. Anything else? Okay, that'll do. All right? Um, I was interested that um, you guys were not conventional in the descriptors that you came up with, the, the things that you used to describe, because um, at the standard ones, uh, there are two, I have two books uh, that uh, I, uh, I had to study. One is Images of the Church in Scripture, and the other was Images of the Church on Mission. And both of them have got about 20 different images but the ones, of course, that we often think of are body, bride, and building. Okay, ones that mentioned in the New Testament. Body, bride, and building. And sought in mission, sought, light, and city as well. Those images are there, but of course they're in the back of your mind. You've heard of people talk about uh, the church is a warship, not a cruise ship and things like that. So they're all images as well. For just of each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. Okay, and each member belongs to all the others. So, what do we get here? Um, among these things, Jesus is at the centre. That was very clear with what we were saying. Jesus is at the centre, there's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus is at the centre, we want to know more about him. Okay? Um, and we don't have to be certain of very much. Very much? Yeah, we don't have to be certain of very much. But we have to be able to declare that Jesus is Lord. And those things that come out of that. And out of that comes worship and comes learning comes formation, comes discipleship, comes mission, and we are part of a family. There is a connection, there is a sense of community. And uh, the, uh, I want to go on from there because this morning I want to talk about church community. Next week I want to talk about com church complexity. And have you been doing what I've asked? Yesterday, RCT, you have to, is it some people, as they get old, their memory begins to go. Um, but it's, uh, I say, it, a lot of what I'm saying this morning has been formulated around people saying to me, as I've said things to them, they've said, yes, but. And Carol is very good at butting. <laughs> um, and uh, what I wanted her to do this morning is to start a list of yes, buts about what I'm saying. And I'd love it if during the week you could add to that list so that when we get together next week and talk about the complexity of this idea of church's community, we can, uh, uh, we, can, we can look at some of the issues. Because, you see, even then, when they talked about forming one body, when Paul talked about forming one body, they knew that the body was complex. Right? There were systems, there were connections. They talk about being connect, uh, connected and benefiting from that which every joint supplies. Not, not a simple thing. It's not a club. 
where everybody comes, has a little vote, they join together because they like playing with trains, and then they go off again in another direction. There's something more about that. And I was struck the other day um, when it's... Uh, I, I follow some strange things, as you know, on Twitter, one of which is the British Anthropological Society. And uh, um, they were quoting Margaret Mead. If you've ever done sociology or anthropology, you would have heard of Margaret Mead, who researched in the South Sea Islands. And she asked the question, what is the first sign for an anthropologist that community and civilization is emerging? And I thought, that's an interesting question. And do you know what it was? She said, when you dig up a skeleton and there's evidence that somebody has had a broken femur, thigh bone, and it's healed, that's the first indication that community is happening. Because prior to that, they would have left people with a broken thigh bone and you can't recover from uh, one of the large bones being broken on your own. There is a sense of togetherness, of family, if you like, of being community. And that connected with me with this, which is that verse, which you all know, don't you? Um, a new command I give you. This was on the night when Jesus was betrayed. He was about to be crucified. And, it, and said, a new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And there's another verse that comes straight after that. Anybody remember what it says? By this, yeah, you, by this will all men know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Now that is a statement that's got a lot of complexity in it and I want to look at next week. But there, so there you go. So we've looked at description, we've looked at definition and so we've got things like around Jesus, worship word and so on but we've also got family, community. So we've got some gathering stuff, some not gathering stuff and uh, I want us to have a look at this. You see this, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Now, one another is actually just one word. That has gone wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it, do you know that word one another occurs uh, over a hundred times in the New Testament? Um, I haven't written those all down, um, but if you look in latest on the app, there's a nice little article there which goes through what I'm about to say so that you can have a look at all these words. 16 times it tells us to love one another. But it also tells us to show hospitality to, to greet, to accept, to encourage, to serve, to care for, to confess to, for, to forgive, to spur on, to teach, to comfort, to live in harmony, be devoted to, support, forgive, be patient, instruct, build up, honour, comfort, sing to, bear with, submit to, be compassionate and kind to. All those things. And there are a few that I've missed out. Okay, because I've got fed up with writing them all down. The, uh, now, have a think about this. If church is only a gathering, how do all these things happen? 
if church is only a gathering, if Sunday morning is where church begins and ends, how does this stuff happen? So that's really what I want us to think about as we think about the complexity of this. Um, And interestingly, um, uh, Paul doesn't say, or the Bible writers don't say, Jesus doesn't say for that matter, oh, wait for the Holy Spirit to make you feel as though you love one another. Okay? Wait for the fruits of the Spirit to increase within you to love one another. Uh, He doesn't say, um, when you become a mature Christian, you will be able to love one another. It's much more peremptory, it's much more straightforward than that. Just get on with it, right? Love one another, love one another, love one another, love one another. 16 times. Bear with one another. That's put up with one another, yeah? Yeah. Build up one another. Encourage one another, it says a number of times. It talks about teaching one another. It talks about being patient with one another. A whole range. I put the word support there because it talks about bear one another's burdens. Okay, there are a few negative things it says as well. Don't judge one another. Don't envy one another. So that's really where it's at. Now, this is where it starts getting to the edge for us, isn't it? Because I want you to think about this. I don't know whether we've, we haven't really got time to discuss it, um, but this is where we need to be. So how, where, when, with whom are you giving and receiving these things? Where are you showing hospitality? Where are you being compassionate to? Where, where are you submitting to? Where are you bearing with? Where are you supporting, comforting? Where is that happening for you? When was the last time you were sung to? You know, actually it says speak to, doesn't it? It says speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I'll tell you where I think that happened for me most recently, it does happen most recently, is when somebody sends me a song on WhatsApp and says, I think this would be good to listen to. Yeah? And what happens is it touches me, it stirs me. And late at night, I spend time on Instagram. You have to be careful uh, what your Instagram feed sends you. But quite often, in between Daxons, uh, using very bad language, there will be worship songs that come through. And I think it was Thursday night, Friday night, there was a song which has been around for a while, uh, which was the song, There Is None Like You. No one else can touch my heart like you do. And I thought, gosh, this is just what I need. It didn't come from a person on that occasion, but there are times when somebody will respond on WhatsApp and say, "That, that song really spoke to me. And sometimes I feel that as well. But here's the question. Just go through this list and tell somebody near you the last time you did one of these things. If it's forgiving, you probably oughtn't go into detail. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, th I know wives do forgive in a lot more than other people, but that's, that's it. Um, and where were one of these things done to you? Okay, you got that? Where have you done one of these things and where it was done to you? Where was it? Okay, guys, we're going to have to wind this up with a little prayer reflection in a minute. I really like the fact that I heard David saying the challenge is because we've talked about church community today. We're going to talk about church complexity next week. And then in a few weeks' time, I want to talk about church challenge because there are challenges that come out of this. So just go back for a moment to that verse. New commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Now, I was thinking just about the one at the top, um, going back the uh, uh, show hospitality to. You know, uh, Carol had a, um, what do you call it, power cut on Friday and uh, the water was rising. Last time water rose that high, Dave Sandberg and some of the other guys and I were round there filling up sandbags at the same time as the fire brigade arrived. But that was before they cleaned the river out, the River Marden and its flows. But that was years and years ago. And uh, Wendy said to me, oh, Carol's got, uh, it's flooded in Prince Charles Drive and, and so on. I forget what I was doing at the time. And uh, I carried on with whatever I was doing, which involved sitting in the front room. And sure enough, this ghostly apparition appeared, this little white car, as it was getting dark outside. And uh, uh, Carol walked through the door and had those words that so commonly heard from her, I need a cup of tea. <laughs> she came, and I need to charge my phone. She came, by the way, you've got one of my charges. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, but, you know, I, I think that thing about showing hospitality to strangers is... An interesting thing, because we don't, th when uh, Carol walks through the door and Wendy says to her, do you want dinner, right? It doesn't feel like hospitality, it feels like family. And that happens with other people, it's not just, you know, you know our history that over the time we've had various people in various situations stay with us uh, for quite a long time. But family is part of it. But then I look at some of these other things and I think, not so great with some of these things. Do you know, at the beginning of 2020, God spoke to me about two things. One was about what was my main calling in the future. The other, I just felt him speak to me about, what, what, what do you do? where is gentleness in your life? I believe I love people. I believe I'm often kind to people. But... When people think gay falls, they tend not to think gentle in the same thing. And yet I recognise that's a fruit of the Spirit as well, something that needs to grow yeah, uh, within me. So that's the sort of thing I'm asking you, and we're going to pray, pray, just pray this through. In what ways is the Holy Spirit calling you, not me, not the rest of us, to love one another more? And it's pretty clear that we love one another not by having nice feelings and sending cards, okay, or putting emojis on the end of WhatsApps. We love one another by doing this stuff, by accepting, bearing with people, being patient with people, 
excuse me, living in harmony. I'm just pointing out my growth areas. Okay, let's pray. Father, we recognise that if we are to be church, your kind of community built around Jesus, then it's going to, become a, going to come about as we are committed to doing what your son tells us to and in so doing become more like your son. Father, you know we aspire to all this stuff. We're not saying we don't want this. We are saying, Lord, how can we find a way forward on this? How would it work for us to be more oriented to one another? And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will do something among us that helps each of us to take one step forward so we can take another step.